Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Shaman's Cave. I'm Sandra Ingerman. And I'm Renee Barabo coming to you from Palm Springs, where the temperatures have now dipped below 100 consistently. So we're heading towards winter. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I know. Um, I'm a happy camper with the, the lowering temperatures. And I know that... Um, People are wishing they were going back up. We're all unique beings. And, <laughs> and so <laughs> that's something that we all have to recognize, uh, our own uniqueness. When Renee and I give advice, it's, well, does it match for you? And that goes perfectly into our next show on making choices. But before uh, I go into that, I thought it would be really um, nice because Renee has been planting these um, wonderful seeds for people to be sharing a bit more on the Shaman's Cave. So I thought that um, something that would be really beautiful for us to see is how do you create sacred space in the place where you work? Um, you can create space sacred space in an office. You can create sacred space in a park that you go to by uh, building a little cairn or putting stones in a particular way so that you always have your little sacred space that's away from the public. Some of you build altars at your house or put fountains out to create um, sacred space. Sacred space is really important so that um, we keep that, that line of connection going between our divine self and the transcendent realms. Um, unless we have that strong connection, um, we're not going to manifest what we're putting out in our ceremonies and what we're putting out in our work. And so it's really important to create sacred space because sacred space makes us step in to a good relationship with the divine. It sure does. I had a gardener recently and I have a little altar by my fire pit out in the yard and I come home and the lawn furniture is in the middle of my altar. And I was there like, hey, that's that's my my little altar and you know the weirdest thing is when i brought it up he's never the gardener quit and never came back ever since it was this like, <laughs> i was like well that was one way to get rid of you and he was just there was <laughs> you know i have my little like you do i have my little sacred spots out in the front with the buddha fountain and you know and how we tend to those and to our bird feeders and you know they're all sacred places and that that if you don't have those set up for yourself you don't they're markers from when you move from you know the mundane into the magical and they remind you of that on a on a, a daily basis for me I know and I'm sure for you Sandra as well but that these are the these are the portals in you know, when you go to old places in Peru, you find out like the rocks with the holes in them. These are the portals that people went into, or when you're up at the the wind caves or, and things that they're, they're they they they've grown in 
potentiality over the years by people going to these spots and praying on them like a Sundance year after year the energy builds and and we have to build these power places for our own selves as well in our families absolutely yeah I was talking on the last show that we did about how I've been doing the same journey for like 30 years but Every time I repeat certain exercises, I go so much deeper. And so, you know, as Renee um, was talking about um, sacred space and how deep we can go in the portals that it takes us into, I was reminded of that too, is that when you use the same sacred space, you end up going deeper into your work um, mm -hmm. because you can only imagine when you're always, oh, where should I journey today? Where should I do my ceremony today? Where should I sit and meditate? You're all distracted, but when you're like a beeline to your, your great space, you just drop in. And so we would love to see what your sacred spaces look like on the shaman's cave wall. If, so we thought that we'd talk about that before we jump into our show, which actually this topic transitions into it of how we make choices um, in life. <laughs> I, I think I was thinking of that, it's like, you know, my deck of soul cards have become their own altar. You know, they, they have their, you know, somebody says, well, how do you know that that's what it means? I'm thinking, well, because I've been using these cards now for 25 years. And this is the meaning that has been revealed to me over and over and over again, you know, and, and so it doesn't necessarily, my altar doesn't have to look like your altar. And yet I need to care for the, the things that are a part of that altar and show them that they're sacred. I think it was Judith Orloff once who said that, you know, the more you go to your altar every single day, the, there's this energy that you keep adding in there. And, and I just remembered her saying that and it was like, wow, yeah, so that, that the universe knows that you're there to pray. Yeah. Because you, you show up, oh, this is the time I get to talk to Sandra. Yay, you know, probably, you know, especially for hard-headed people like me, like some people are in and out of that space more often, but it's like when I move into that space, it's like, oh, we got our attention. Right. Yeah, you know, I, um, my office, um, I, I live in a very strange house <laughs> and um, my office is kind of underground and it has, um, it's split into two different parts, which works out pretty well. But when I started doing online things, um, I, I had to put my computer somewhere and it turned out that the best place to put my computer is where I see clients. And this became very tricky for me because um, I've been living in this house for 25 years. And when I walk into my office, if I'm mad at anybody before I walked into my office, I let it go before I, I, I don't think about it. This is just an automatic. It's, 
I can't, this is a holy place. I made this office over the years of seeing clients and having miracles and crying over people's deaths and praying at my altar. This holds an energy and I don't want to break it by now coming in and being mad about what somebody said to me and and I don't want to be on Zoom today or whatever. So it's training for me that when I walk into my office that I, I shift into a spiritual state of consciousness and whatever happens on Zoom is part of that because I created sacred space. So every activity now where I only did certain activities in my office, every activity has become more spiritual because I have to. I have all these Egyptian statues staring at me that I got in Egypt as gifts um, from Egyptians. And um, they're looking at me and I need to do my work. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, since I live alone, my whole house can tend to be that kind of a sacred space for me. You know, and then one time people come in here, oh my God, the energy feels so great here. And, you know, we keep it pretty, between me and the cat, we keep it pretty quiet here. Because it's like, being called to be of service out in the world is a very demanding job. And, and I mean a job in the, in the way of like, you don't get to pick and choose. And so, you know, it's, I mean, you do get to pick and choose, but you, there's just certain, if you're really in tune to what spirit's wanting you to do, you're more of a servant than you are, uh, you, you go where you're called. And sometimes that's a little inconvenient. So if you have like a nice, place where you can regroup yourself, uh, then that's great. In fact, when before I went up north, my office was a, a disaster zone. And I was told, no, you need to make this a sacred space for you, even within the rest of the space, because you know, you do zoom over here, but you need to find a, and create another little place that's even more, more for you. And it's like, okay, all right, I hear you. So sold the desk, got rid of a lot of stuff, and now it's ready to, to be reformed. Ooh, nice. I like mm -hmm. that stage. That's a great stage because that's when you can bring in also how you've changed and the new you, and it's like having, it's like having a new photo done. <laughs> exactly. That's how it feels over there. Oh, this feels different. You yeah, know, this feels real. And it's like now my desk overlooks the Buddha fountain, you wow. know, and it's like, oh, yeah, I could I can write the next book from here. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's nice. I'm glad you like it. So you we were talking about difficult decisions and there's always decisions to make. And right now there's a lot of extra difficult decisions out there. So how do you decide? How do you and I think Sandra's point of starting at your sacred altar is a, a, a great place to start to make a decision so that we get out from this is my decision to what does creator want for me today? Because our will really is, is really something. I was helping somebody recently, they're looking at uh, sperm donors 
And I thought like, well, where's God in this? You know, where is God in this? So, and, and I say that, where is God in your life helping you make decisions? And you can call God whatever you want, but that was just my initial reaction to that is like, do we get to pick everything? It's, that's a really good question, because um, we don't. I can tell you I have not. Um, um, yeah, and, and I think that's one of the traps for people entering into any spiritual path, not just shamanism, is in our culture, I think because we're used to being given medicine when we go to a doctor, we're used to like, you know, we used to make fun of my parents all the time because my parents lived way into their 90s. And so when they went to the doctor, the doctor couldn't help them. How do you help a person <laughs> who's 97 years old? And so my parents were always complaining, they're worthless, they're worthless, you know. And, um, and now I'm complaining, I'm, I'm only 60. Yeah, but see, you got, if they, they look to 97, you, you're with me for these next 30 years, Sandra, so let's get, we need some new topics for our show. <laughs> so anyway, now I'm saying, oh, they're worthless, but, um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> there was a point that I was trying to make in, in, in all of this is, um, is we come into a spiritual path oftentimes because we want to feel safe and because we want healing. And that safety and that healing does come. It really does come but it doesn't always come in the ways that we want it and it doesn't come in the timeline that we want it. And so a lot of people are rejecting spiritual practices now because they're saying it's woo-woo work, how do you know it works? Um, you know, what's the scientific basis to all of this? I keep on saying, well, people have been doing this for 100,000 years and it works. Why do we have to have assisted, a statistical <laughs> study? I just can't get it. I'm sorry, I can't get when something's worked for 100,000 years that we need a statistical study now. There are some though. Now, I've been doing research for my new book and there have started to do a yeah. lot more studies, peer group studies on shamanism. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I know that. And I'm on a site that's always trying to get me to remark on something and I just can't take on any more work. And so, um, you know, we do, we, 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 um, we want everything in the way that we want it and we want it in our timeline and and shamanism doesn't work like that because it's looking at karma uh ancestral patterns um what do you need right now um in your life that um your soul is calling for that your ego doesn't want but doesn't understand the the deep growth that you'll get through it. Um, you know, because I'm in a, a challenged place physically, and I keep saying that. And 
I, um, I, I, I can't read books right now, um, but I can hear about them and I can hear about some of the messages and some of the messages of people who have gone through some of the most unbelievable things was, and it's interesting because I've heard this in three different places now from three very famous people who went through uh, hellish illnesses was the miracle was always in the worst part. Mm. There, and I would, have, I would have missed the miracles the universe was giving me in my hardest times because I was always trying to look for the cure or for safety. I missed the actual miracle that was brought into my life. And so that gave me a whole different um, perspective on everything that happens in our life actually is a miracle, but we don't always recognize it because the miracle might come with pain. Um, and we don't, we, we run from pain. <laughs> Absolutely. I've been house hunting in a, in a seller's market. And you know, I, every time I put in an offer, I'd say this or something better, this or something better. And, and, you know, and, and when you turn it over that way, you feel like this a little bit like, okay, well, if it's not supposed to be, it's not going to happen type of, and it doesn't mean you don't do the footwork. It means you do the footwork up to the place where there's this place that I like to call the gap where spirit can intercede. But if you're not doing the footwork, you're back here. And the, the, the moment of being able to bring that miracle together is up here because you might have given up doing the footwork. So I don't ever underestimate the power of the footwork. Right, right. And, and that's where people, they want the miracle with no footwork. Right, there, there has to be the pilgrimage, you know, and that's part of, you know, I always like to bring things back to shamanism, but I also always like to educate people that most of the beliefs in shamanism are the same beliefs in every spiritual tradition. There, there are core teachings that are just the same in every tradition and, and how to live life. Um, we, we've already been given that information and we've already been given those breadcrumbs. And we did a show on um, following your intuition, which is important in like with decisions that Renee has to make right now in, in looking at houses. But when we're ready, there's actually a very, very powerful middle world journey that we could, um, that I'd love to teach you how to do. It's really simple. Anybody can do this. And in my work, I'm just saying for me, it's been 100% accurate. And there's nothing in shamanism that has been 100% accurate for me. Oh, I'm excited. I can't wait. Are we ready? <laughs> yeah, my soul cards are pretty accurate too. You know, people all say, you know, you told me. 
but it's just like, you know, it's how, how can you also go in for your own, you know, your own understanding is that's the real goal now. I, like I say, the guru's dead. We have to be able to start to find our answers inside. Absolutely. It's all inside. We're, we're, we're this um, incredible reflection of the creator and um, a voice told me um, 20 years ago in the middle of the night threw me out of bed. It was so loud that um, man has been looking for God outside of himself for 2000 years. Man will be looking for God inside of himself for the next 2000 years. So, so we have a long journey. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what's 2000 years though that's the part if we just think it's a long time right <laughs> <laughs> and it can go in a minute <laughs> right look at this year yeah <laughs> so um this this journey is actually typically used for um where questions um but you know like uh for Renee's situation of a house, uh, we can look at instead of where is the best house, we look at her different choices that she has. So many people right now, because of the environmental concerns, are looking for new places to live. So this is what this journey was actually created for is where should I move to? Where should I live? Um, where's the best place? Now, again, I've talked about this journey being 100% accurate and I've set myself up because right now there are no safe places on the planet. And what my teacher Isis says is, is pick a place you love and stay there and deal with the consequences because mm -hmm. there is no safe place on the planet right now. Just move to where you love and stay there. Um, but for making decisions like um, what job should I take? Um, what house? Where's a good place for me to move to? Although there's no guarantee I'm safe there. Um, what you do is you close your eyes and you create your sacred place space. This is a journey. So you're trying to get your ego out of the way. You're trying to let the creative forces come in and actually give you some direction. And so you focus on all your choices. So for Renee, she can focus on uh, different houses that she's looking at. Um, for some of you who are thinking about moving to another state, um, you could either look at the entire map of the world if you want to get overwhelmed, or if you, live, <laughs> if, you, if you live in the U.S., you could look at the map of the U.S. I've done this for people many times. Um, or you can just look at the few places that you were thinking about. You can do the same thing with a job. Uh, you can do the same thing with a vacation. You get the point, okay? So what you're looking for in the journey is where is the sunbeam shining? Mm. 
where's the sunbeam shining? So in Renee's case, what house is a sunbeam shining on? The rest are in the shadows. There's no sun there. There's only one place and you know how the sun has the rays that come down. The rays are coming down really bright. Um, for you looking at uh, the map of the United States, the sun is gonna shine a ray on one place. And that's your city to move to. Um, same thing with the job. Where is the sun shining? And every other choice you make um, that you could make is in the shadows. There's no sunlight on it. So this journey is so powerful because it's showing, basically the universe is saying, the sun is shining on this decision and there's no sunlight on this decision. So you go to where the sun is shining. Um, the universe is saying this is, this is uh, a great um, situation for you to be in. And so it's a, it's a powerful journey. And with journeys like this that uh, you really need to focus a bit on your intuition. You don't want to stay in too long because then your ego is gonna come in and start second guessing. Ooh, do I see a little bit of sun here? Go in, see where the sun is shining. Don't think, don't ask questions. Just where is the sun shining and come back. So, so focus on your question, focus on your intention, focus on a decision that might be in your life right now that could be helped by seeing where the sun is um, saying this decision is a blessing for you and where the shadows are saying stay away. So here we go.
just open your eyes and come back into your room gently. Kind of keep your eyes half opened, half closed, so the light doesn't um, shock you too much. And um, notice how you're feeling in your body uh, as you think about where the sunlight um, hit for you during uh, this journey. How was the journey for you, Renee? Yeah, I started, what I did was I kind of walked around the neighborhood where I was looking and, you know, looked at the, the sun came down and, and showed me like that there's the parcels that I'm looking at, there's two. And it kind of came down more in the center of the one where I'm thinking about building. So that's kind of feels like a pretty good omen. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you could do this journey again. Um, you know, we, we don't have the time to create a lot of sacred space, you know, when we lead a, um, an exercise on the show. And so um, these are ideas that you can do on your own, but sometimes you have to um, do the preparation work to get yourself clear to where you can even see where the sun is and where your intuition is fired up to at the same time. So. Yeah, absolutely. This, and and she, Sandra, you bring up a good point. Like we're giving you tools. We're not, we're not saying this is the, the, the way, the prescribed format. And, Cause a lot of times people write to us and want us to, to talk about topics that both Sandra and I believe that take a course you know, become, take my 10 month apprentice course next year, or take one of Sandra's seven week courses or her, her new group. Don't, you're not going to get everything from the show. This is like, this is like, a, you know, the amuse bouche, you know, the taste. <laughs> so remember that we're just here to give you a little bit of a, a an introduction. That's right. Yeah, um, we get some topics that they're beautiful topics. They're mm -hmm. important topics, um, and we we don't want to deny that they they definitely we need more information on this in our culture. But as I keep saying, shamanism is tens of of thousands of years old, and these methods, although they change. They have a core foundation. They change over time for the culture and for the times that we're living in, but they still have a core seed, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of the, the tree grew out of. And, um, and you can't share that. You cannot share that in a 20 minute show. There's just no way. So, um, what it would mean is you getting into trouble or getting a client um, into trouble by just not having the information on how to help. So we really welcome your topics. We really do. But there are going to be times where I am going to say this is just not an appropriate topic for a 20-minute show. It's an appropriate topic for uh, a long workshop, like a five-day <laughs> workshop or 
a weekend workshop or a year or two year training um, or Renee's apprenticeship um, training or whatever, but long term, some of the questions that people are sending in, they're beautiful, but they're for long term work. <laughs> That's true. That reminds me, I, I'm going to be uh, talking about how, how do you manifest in a sacred wind space uh, on November 14th. And it's called Catch Yourself on the Exhale. Because in the wind work, I believe that the manifestation happens in, in that breath, what you're breathing into the, the collective. And we're going to talk about some skills that you can use to make sure that what you're exhaling into your own collective experience um, get you the results you want. So it's a little bit of a wind magic class. And you can find out about that over at shamanstv.com, over at the Shaman's Cave. And remember, we've asked you to show us about your sacred spaces. So you can either, it's a little harder to draw on YouTube. I learned you can't even upload a file, but come over to the Shaman's Cave and there's plenty of room to attach or send it in an email. Uh, you know, we read those as well. And make sure you share the show because people need this wisdom now, right? They, they really do. They really do, yeah. And we, we really enjoy doing the show. And I'm also, um, I'm not teaching um, any long-term classes in November, but I'm doing a lot of um, little events. So um, I'll post those on Shaman's TV on, November 4th, I'm going to be teaching um, an hour and a half class on shamanic journeying mm -hmm. and giving people the experience. So, um, so I'll send, send those over to Shaman's TV too. So you can see some other things that are short, um, but can start to give you some of the experience so that you can go deeper with the work that we share too. Oh, and if you want to learn about creating sacred space in a deeper way, um, the Fire Tenders Gathering, the I Am Symposium is going to be the Fire Tenders Gathering this year. And we'll go through the, the holy days of, uh, from the winter solstice to the beginning of the New Year's by holding an intention as a group. So you can learn about that over at the, the Wind Clan. Right. We have a lot going on. I know, we are busy. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's a little tricky on the show because um, I know Renee and I, we both teach classes that um, people sign up for and pay for. And so um, we're always going to be sharing um, important topics because there's so much that we can share beyond what we can teach um, in our classes too. But we also have to honor our students who did do the pilgrimage of mm -hmm. um, going through making all the sacrifices they had to make um, in order to sign up. So we're, we're sharing what we can here and my philosophy is when a class is done and enough time has gone by, I start bringing some of those topics into the shaman's cave because I know there's people who can afford classes. 
but it's tricky for us because we also have to honor our students who um, made certain sacrifices um, in order to learn certain information. So, so we'll always be bringing in new and old information. We both just have to be careful with our timing. Right, exactly. So thank you, everyone, and, and, and stay with us because, you know, we do this because it's, we enjoy each other and we enjoy, and we know that people need this information. So, you know, just stay with us. Blessings, everybody. Um, and I wish you a peaceful time and do your spiritual practices because they're really going to help you right now. Mm -hmm. Thank you.